Hi, I'm Kristen Yorka, and welcome to the Wild Wonder Podcast. I'm your host, and today we're talking all about the moon signs, our astrological moon sign with Amber Astronauta, who's joined us before on the podcast. So if you missed her intro to astrology, watch that video and then watch this one. Um, and we're just so excited you're here. This is one of my favorite topics. It was a big game changer for me to discover my moon sign. Um, so I'm just thrilled for other people to dive deep into theirs. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Kristen, for having me. Welcome. So the way I first got into the moon signs was because I was obviously, I was a yoga practitioner and yoga teacher, and I thought it was really weird in the beginning that we wouldn't practice on the new moon and we wouldn't practice on the full moon. And it was just taken as a fact, and, and me being me, and we'll discuss my own moon processes, I was like, but why? Why aren't we practicing on those two days? What's the difference if we practice on a full moon and a half moon or a, a new moon? Um, and I as I started to research a little bit, I was like, it had to do, or the way it was explained to me, it was that the full moon is, it works on our energetic system, at least that's how it was described to me in yoga. In the same way, the moon affects the water of the ocean and the changing of the tides and all of that. So it's very an energetic time, the full moon. So we don't practice during the full moon. And then we don't practice during the new moon because it's a, a low energy time. Um, so that's how I got into it. And then I discovered my moon sign um, as I dove deeper. So can you explain to our listeners what a moon sign is? Yeah, totally. I love that. So there's so much like lunar um, tradition in India and Hindu, you know, spiritual practices. So that's definitely tied to yoga and like how we practice. So the lunar phases, the new moon to the full moon and that whole, you know, 28 day cycle um, in astrology reflects like, right, the waxing and waning of energy as the light that shines off the moon um, waxes mm -hmm. and wanes. Um, and also we can look at the zodiac sign that the moon shows up in at different times over the year, um, whether that's our birthday, you know, and it's a personal invitation or throughout the lunar cycle throughout the year, we all can work with it. So, okay, the moon sign in Western astrology, because it is different than um, like traditional and Vedic astrology, mm -hmm. it represents our inner landscape. So I'm going to um, contrast it with your sun sign. So a lot of us grow up knowing our sun sign, right? We say, mm -hmm. I'm a Pisces. Right. When I was born, the sun was in the sign of Pisces in the sky. And that really reflects like our identity, how we show up in the world, um, kind of the energy that we express and um, emit, right? The sun. Um, whereas the moon sign is more about what's going on internally. So everything that we experience in these human bodies and minds um, that isn't exactly visible all the time, emotions, our intuition, um, even like our reflexes and responses to stimuli and experiences. So um, we can kind of balance our sun and moon sign to um, understand like those different sides of ourselves mm -hmm. and in astrology, you know, it's not weird that what's going in on inside might be different than what people see outside. That's right. totally normal. And, um, 
we are meant to kind of nurture both of those aspects of ourselves and essentially come into wholeness and integration, right? It's not right. like, oh, you're one person on the inside and you're acting like something else on the outside. Like, right. It's like, this is um, part of being human. So when we look at the moon and we look at what astrological sign it was in mm-hmm. when you were born, um, it asks questions like, what is your relationship to your own feelings? What is your connection to your intuition like? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you respond to um, emotional situations? How do you show up in your relationships from like a heart space? Um, and the sign, the qualities of the sign that it's in can give us some um, insight into that. So as an example, um, can you use yourself as an example? So your moon is in what sign? Yeah, so my moon is in Capricorn okay. and my sun is in Pisces. I'm going to talk about them both because I think it, it helps to understand the moon if you understand the sun as well. And that seems really um, opposite, for lack of a better word, right? Yeah. So the Pisces is a water sign, very emotionally charged. And in the sun, you know, I'm a energy worker. I teach astrology and tarot, you know, externally, I'm very much attached to my Piscean energy, which is like um, spreading love and spiritual growth. And um, my moon sign is Capricorn, which is an earth sign. Um, so much more like grounded and structured and um, less kind of like fluid. So yeah, they feel like real opposites. Mm-hmm. Um, the beauty of those two signs is that they are at the end of the zodiac. And when signs are closest mm-hmm. to each other in the 12 you know, zodiac um, calendar, they do have similarities. So Pisces and Capricorn are both um, collectively minded. So the interest yeah. in their position in the bigger picture and in being of service to the collective. So anyway, there are some similarities and some great differences between my son mm-hmm. and me, for example. So that's a great way to sort of understand your moon, mm-hmm. um, the way it relates to your son. Capricorn moon, you know, I used to have like a really um, bad attitude about my Capricorn moon. I used to think, <laughs> oh, what, what, like a drag, like my internal landscape is really like, um structured and grounded right. and like needs um that kind of like um organization and vision for the future mm-hmm. to like feel secure that's very like capricorn moon it also makes me think of like big boss energy like when i think capricorn yeah. moon i think of like i don't know a woman of industry like ready to like <laughs> take uh, take her business the next level or take her community to the next level totally yeah that's the good side of it right is that it's like the goat climbing the mountain Capricorn, right so yeah someone who's just like i'm gonna get this done i'm gonna climb that mountain um which is like a quality that i appreciate um so yeah i've gone from feeling like it was kind of a drag um like placement my moon in capricorn to really understanding the um, way I can use it to feel more empowered and ambitious. Um, so, yeah, I think that I've come to a great place with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel the same way. I'm a Virgo moon, Aries sun. Um, and until I discovered my moon, I felt like when people would first meet me, 
they would think I was one thing and then they would get to know me. And I felt like we'd inevitably get to the conversation of, I thought you were totally different before I got to know you. And it made me feel like, am I not projecting who I really am? Mm-hmm. Or, it, or is it just that people are seeing me differently than I feel inside? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the moon reveals. Just that there are these different ways that we express our energy and people pick up on different pieces of that. And I think, you know, I'm talking about them in contrast to each other, the sun and moon, the Mm -hmm. outside and the inside. But really, you find out that in different relationships, you sort of show different pieces or people are receptive to different types of energy within you. And, um, you know, for some people, it's like your sun is more obvious. For some, it's your moon. But knowing that and being able mm-hmm. to kind of show up the way you want to and give people what they need in a relationship with you is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I, I can see that now. Like my my closer friends and family would say, or more likely friends would say, you're the ground, right? You're mm-hmm. the rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas people that meet me in passing or just know me from online will be like, oh, you're so laid back, so flowy. And that... When people say I'm like, really? Because internally, that's not the processes that are going on. I felt like for a while, like, is it me that I'm not being honest with who I am? Or is it just that people are experiencing me differently? Yeah, I think people are experiencing you differently. And actually, I think that it's not that you're not expressing yourself effectively or authentically. I think it's more like, your intuition is really determining what it is that you give in any, mm. any specific relationship. And that can be different. And like, again, in astrology, like that's not bad showing up differently in different relationships. Isn't um, shady. It's like actually a function of a keen intuition. That's interesting. I hadn't heard that before that connection to, um, acting differently with different people and having it be because of your intuition. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the moon has a lot to do with um, intuition and how we experience our intuition. Can you speak to that? Yeah, completely. So the moon does represent or symbolize intuition in um, astrology. And we look at the moon and we watch it go through its cycle, right? Every 28 days, it just, it knows, I mean, this is from an astrological perspective, not necessarily like a not astronomy (laughs) science perspective right but it knows when to wax and when to wane it goes in its cycle every single time it gives just a little bit more every single day and then starts to retract and I think we can look to that process to better understand like what we need to grow what we need to give and when we need to kind of like reel things in or draw some boundaries Mm -hmm. um also just the way it reflects the light of the sun. You know, we can look to the moon as like, how do we reflect um, what we see around us? How do we reflect mm-hmm. like what it is that we perceive? Everybody perceives the world differently through their own filters, if you will. Right. And the moon sort of shows us how we um, reflect back out our own unique perspective on the world. So, which is all tied into intuition, right? How we like right. our inner wisdom that ephemeral thing that just tells us like we know what to do or what to say. Right. And, and it's, and the moon is constantly in flux. It's not like the sun. It's not this steady thing. 
that's yeah. always there and always bright, you know, so either they're on or off, the moon is in constant motion or change. Totally. And it makes me think of water, which it, it controls. Water is in constant flow. And when it's not in flow, it is putrefying or rotting. Um, so it has a lot to do with our emotional landscape because if we don't allow our emotions to flow through us and go through this process within us, then we become rotten from the inside yeah. out. Um, yeah. So can you uh, let it, tell us how kind of engaging with your moon sign helps us process these sometimes really big emotions? Yeah, absolutely. I love that analogy, just that the moon reminds us that water needs to flow through. It needs to come in and go back out. Um, and if it doesn't, and we're talking about our emotions, right? Mm -hmm. It becomes stagnant in the body. Absolutely. And um, I think our moon sign gives us sort of prompts for understanding how that might work within us. So for example, Capricorn, we talked about ambition, responsibility, structure. These are the values of Capricorn, right? So um, how does that work with like this idea of processing emotions and um, maintaining a healthy flow, right, within our energetic body? Well, just anecdotally for me, mm -hmm. for example, when I am not setting goals and striving for something and working towards my own sort of like expansion and growth, I do feel quite stagnant. That doesn't mean I can't take days off or that, you know, there aren't periods in my life where I'm looking backwards even or staying more present, but it is very um, nourishing for me to mm -hmm. always keep my eye like toward the future and to be taking really um, intentional steps towards um, like what I want and how I want my life to look. Someone with a, um, you know, water sign moon, like maybe a Pisces moon, um, mm -hmm. might feel a little less driven to always be working towards something and might mm -hmm. feel a little bit more comfortable um, going with the flow, literally, right? Letting things just sort of wash over them or come in and out, ebb and flow into their lives, mm -hmm. right? And so then someone with an air sign moon, for example, like maybe Aquarius, which is an air sign, um, they might be more driven by air things like social connection and networking, like their understanding of their role in their bigger community or their um, ability to like learn, pursue knowledge, education, right? So you may or may not relate to your moon sign the same way you may or may not relate to your sun sign. Some people say like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm a Libra and I just don't really feel like the Libra qualities I find on the internet make sense to right. me. Same might go for your moon sign, but it doesn't really matter. The point is not to um, look to these signs and their qualities to tell you who you are. Mm -hmm. It's to look to their qualities, their um, the prompts that they offer, the opportunities and challenges that they represent for inspiration and insight mm -hmm. into who, your real lived experience and your real personality. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I was just thinking about um, how it also, how we relate to our moon also changes over time, or at least it has for me. So, I mean, I didn't know my moon sign in my earlier years, but looking back, I could see how when I was younger, I was definitely an Aries kid. You know, mm -hmm. I was always outside, always running, always on to the next thing, a lot of fire energy, 
um, very creative, um, maybe a little bossy. Um, and then as I matured, I felt um, closer to my to my moon sign, which is Virgo. And and that's also because as we mature, I think, at least in my case, the world is asking us to be more structured um, mm. and more linear. And so that speaks to my moon sign. It, it's one of my inner strengths. But I, I also see how it, it, it evolves over time. It's not always that I feel very much in my moon sign. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I feel this exact same way. I felt like I was very much a Pisces kid and adolescence. And in my adulthood, um, sort of connected more deeply to my Capricorn moon. But in one particular way, you know, when I got into the workforce and like higher ed, and right. it, it was um, structure and rigidity in like a limiting way. Like I was just mm -hmm. doing what I thought I was supposed to do yeah. to like be a good person, um, yes. which is very like, you know, sort of dark Capricorn vibes. Yeah. Um, and then now as like, you know, an older adult, I find the strength in both. And I'm sort of like finding how to integrate the um, Pisces creativity and fluidity with like positive Capricorn qualities like, you know, just organization and personal mm -hmm. ambition for the sake of what, you know, is meaningful to me. Right. But certainly yeah, but you can relate to your moon sign itself so differently mm -hmm. at different phases. And you can also sort of identify more with one or the other planets at different phases. Yeah. Right. And you brought up the dark vibe of Capricorn. And we can't talk about the moon without talking about its shadow. Mm -hmm. um, can you first tell us how, what you think or how you understand the shadow um, and then get into how the moon is associated with that shadow yeah sure for me the shadow is just that stuff that other people might not necessarily see so that doesn't mean that you're not acting on your you know your inner workings aren't affecting your external behavior they certainly do but there's always that piece of it going on that mm -hmm. isn't necessarily visible it, it's just near it's almost hard to explain but anyone who's hearing me knows that thing that just no one else will ever see or understand, right? Not because mm -hmm. you don't want to, but because it's just impossible, right? We can't contain that stuff. Anyway, that stuff is in the shadow, in the dark. And right, the moon itself, it's as much dark as it is light, you know, mm -hmm. within the 28-day cycle. So um, it encourages us to look at, you know, sort of the flip side of the coin. I always encourage, you know, my astrology students to look at the optimistic and empowering sides of the signs. So mm -hmm. I love talking about Capricorn in terms of ambition and responsibility and being a go-getter, but it does have that other side that's like limiting and rigid and, mm -hmm. um, you know, unable to kind of take in new information, maybe stubborn is the word I'm looking for. Right. Um, so no matter what your moon sign, you want to kind of look at like what is empowering and what is sort of um, limiting. And I don't necessarily like to even say good and bad. I like to look at the mm -hmm. opportunities and challenges because in astrology, well, in pop astrology, pop culture astrology, right. there's a lot of judgment, a lot of stereotyping and a lot of judgment. Mm -hmm. In traditional astrology, you know, there there is no good and bad. There is no judgment that if you are a Capricorn moon and you're um, rigid, there's something wrong with you. It's mm -hmm. more like 
what's that about? Where's that coming from? What is that thing inside the seed of that rigidity? That and also, is it necessary in this situation? Because some things Ooh. that we feel are a detriment are actually needed in some occasions. Exactly. Like that person that is that is like stubborn and going to do what it takes. Like, and we're in a group and we need to get to the top of that mountain. We need that person to be yeah. as stubborn as they possibly can to get us all up the mountain. Totally, totally. And so you can always look at something that you might feel, and this is me talking for me. I, like I said, I used to just have such an attitude about my Capricorn moon. I just hated it. <laughs> and when I started realizing exactly what you just said, Kristen, like these aren't bad qualities, period. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't serve me and sometimes they do. And I'm right. just bringing my awareness to that and intending to be one way or the other on purpose. I mean, that's, that's life. That's spiritual growth. Right. That's like why we use astrology as a tool to understand ourselves better. So yeah. yeah, that makes me think of um, I, the shadow side of my moon. I always think of it, the big gift it gave to me was understanding how I spiritually bypass, mm. how I take an incredibly emotional thing and just skip over it. Mm. So as a Virgo moon, if I'm in a traumatic experience or a, a highly emotionally intense experience, I will try to take compartmentalize, take the emotions over here and just think about logical facts. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like if I could make this make sense on paper, if I could make the math work, then or give it a reason for being or, you know, intellectualize mm-hmm. it in some way, then I don't have to feel all these things. And then what happens once you've sort of checked all the boxes on your list and those feelings are still yeah. working? Right. Right. They, they will show up another way, right? Right. Yeah. And it also, I felt like it also helped me. I do that to other people, right? That was the other big revelation, right? When somebody's coming at me with this big emotional experience, my go-to is, how do we fix this? How do mm-hmm. we make sense of this? Mm-hmm. Can we like make charts and diagrams that's going to make this better for everyone instead yeah. of I'm just allowing here to explain yeah. it? I love that. And like you said, like that is so Virgo and I love that. And if that's not what the person needs and really just what they need is like a hug and a good cry, then sure, mm-hmm. that can be challenging. But if a lot of people, when they're in that emotional spiral, they need someone to show up and be like, this is the, you know, fact here. This is like, here's some perspective. So if you yourself know when to take which role, then neither of them are bad. Right. Just these different tools at your disposal. You just made me think of at the beginning of the pandemic, um, you know, we didn't know barely anything. And what really grounded me was making these lists of here's what we know. Here's what I don't know. You know, and it also helped me, especially with social media. That was, you know, you get all kinds of like weirdo conspiracy theories and (laughs) And you could read it and it could trigger you in some way, especially because it's very visual and emotionally intense. And I would go back to my list, like, here's what we know. Here's Mm -hmm. what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was such a gift in that moment that I really connected with my Virgo moon. That I was like, oh, this is how I process. And this is how I could help others process. Completely. Because Virgo is a servant, right? Mm -hmm. Virgo does all of this work to like understand the facts and prioritize and organize information and reality, not just for their own, you know, well-being, but in order to serve others. And so I think 
creating these lists or these resources and being able to share them is a beautiful expression of a Virgo moon. Right. And then conversely, sometimes we need the opposite. Right. So I could be like stuck in my figures. And then I have someone like my husband, who's an Aries moon, who's more like creative, or let's just like do the next thing. Let's have an adventure. And I need that to take me out of my like very meticulous, you know, facts and figures understanding of the world. Yeah. I love that you're an Aries moon and he is an Aries. No, you're an Aries. No, I'm an Aries sun. Sun. And he's an Aries yeah. moon. I'm a Pisces sun and my husband is a Pisces moon. So, oh, so it's like a cool way to relate to someone, but we have that sort of balance too. It's like, mm-hmm. I definitely want the, um, the travel plans all like line, yeah. outlined for me. And he's like, I don't know. Let's just show up. <laughs> I'm like, what? We yes. lost. And he's like, when have we ever gotten lost? <laughs> I totally relate to that. So then my question is, like, how does the knowledge of our moon help us in these kinds of intimate relationships? Yeah, I mean, it is so intertwined. It's like when you start to dig into your moon and understand yourself on that deeper level better, your motivations, how you kind of express and process your emotions. I mean, first of all, you just show up as a better partner or relative or whatever the relationship is, friend, um, because you know who you are and who you need to be for that person and what you need back, right? And then when you can sort of connect with someone on like a moon level, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, I think that you just become more emotionally connected more Mm -hmm. and more mature in the relationship, right? Able Mm -hmm. to see the root of an issue instead of, you know, the surface level sort of understanding of what's happening between you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's challenging. It takes a lot to act and relate from that place. Um, But it does, I think, create stronger bonds. Um, The moon asks you to consider, you know, your moon sign. What is my relationship to cooperation and collaboration, which are two different things, cooperation, getting along, collaboration, actually sharing in order to create something together. I love that difference. Yeah. Yeah. And then also compromise, right? Which isn't necessarily a bad word. It's like, what, um, how does it feel for me? to Mm -hmm. give something or to open up and be willing to receive something that's not mine. Um, So, Which brings us back to our values, right? Um, We mentioned values earlier, because if you know your values, then you're more willing to compromise on the things that aren't necessarily your values, but hold tight to the things that you hold dear. Yes. Um, So how does the moon relate to those inner core values? Well, I think it's like the same idea as like the difference between the sun and moon being like this externalized energy versus this internalized energy. Our values are something that we have to work over time to really identify and express in a way Mm -hmm. that is authentic and effective. And also they can shift and they Mm -hmm. can cycle the same way the moon can. So we have to find that balance with our values between what we hold fast to and it's like, uh, you know, no compromises versus Mm -hmm. what is allowed to evolve and change over time based on our new information, 
a deeper connection to our inner wisdom, the different relationships that come and go, et cetera. So mm-hmm. yeah, values are really important and I think certainly connected to the way we relate to them. Which, which brings us to boundaries. Cause I'm like queen boundary over here. Yeah. I think it took me a long time to get to create boundaries, learn about boundaries first and their importance, be able to verbalize and then hold boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm like all about it. Let's talk boundaries. So mm-hmm. when we have knowledge of these values at any given time, and I've, I've fallen into the practice more and more of actually writing them down, really like mm-hmm. sitting down and writing down my values because then I could, and I guess that's very Virgos too, but then I could decide, like, do I need to do this? Do I not need to do this? Can I give on this? Can I not? Totally. And then those values also inform what I need from others, which are boundaries, and what I need from myself in order to feel safe and seen and heard. Um, so if you could speak to how maybe the moon or a knowledge of the moon and kind of studying your own moon sign can relate to how we first Think about our, our boundaries and then how we verbalize our boundaries. Yeah. So your moon sign asks you those questions. How do you relate to your boundaries? Because when we're talking about the internal landscape, you know, sure, there's like our physical body that's kind of a boundary. Um, mm-hmm. And there is that well of stuff that might never see the light of day that has its mm-hmm. own kind of energetic boundary. Um, but it is really difficult to draw boundaries around the stuff that we need to give and express, right? In order Mm -hmm. to just live in the world and be in relationship. So um, I think that the moon is certainly associated with boundaries and that it asks us, where do I begin and end? Mm -hmm. Where, how open am I willing to be? Um, The moon is so much about receptivity too. So like, what am Mm -hmm. I allowing into my energetic field or my life and what aren't I? And I think, um, you know, I love, I write things down too. This idea of like writing things down and using it as a um, checkpoint every time you're faced with an opportunity or challenge, mm-hmm. like how does this align with my values? Um, it sounds very like structured and rigid mm-hmm. to say, this is who I am and what I will and won't do. But really right. it is so freeing yes. because at that point, something comes your way and you can just say, um, look at your list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or yes, absolutely. And, you know, it doesn't have to always be a yes or no. It can be Mm. a a time to consider how does this thing that's coming at me make me feel? This is the moon, right? Like, how do I feel in my body and my soul when I think about this? Can I trust that? That's Mm. intuition, right? Can I trust how I feel and act from that place? Do I need to come back to my values for another sort of like check in this Mm -hmm. decision-making process? Um, yeah, as a Capricorn moon, I think I've never had issues drawing boundaries, which I know sounds weird, but like, I'm really quick to say like, excuse me, what? <laughs> or like, yeah. no, nope. Uh, I'm quick to kind of see something come at me and say, um, I, I don't know what's happening here or like judge it. And I think right. in one way that's good because I am not afraid to draw a boundary, but it's also like, I need to be a little bit more um, permeable, right? A little Mm -hmm. bit more open to things. So yeah, we can, um, 
I, think I that mean, that's a study. And I'd also like to mention it, it also has to do with um, how you're raised, um, what the world, what you learned about boundaries up until this point, because I didn't. <laughs> um, so being able to speak my boundaries was a huge monumental shift in my life. We're not going into Venus, but my Venus was in Pisces. And that was another um, challenge for me to be able to put up those those barriers um, mm -hmm. around romantic relationships. Um, but just around the moon itself, to be able to create boundaries, I write it down because in here it's murky sometimes. You know, the moon yeah. isn't always bright and shining and you know exactly what's going on in there. Yeah. It kind of is. And it's not just like, oh, I'm going to write down my values. My values are this, this, that, and the other. It usually takes some processing or some journaling to be able to be like, well, how do I feel about this thing? Like, or like you said, what's my intuition telling me about this thing? Do I feel safe in this situation? Like, mm -hmm. what is it that I, that would allow me to be me and also allow this person to engage with me in a way that feels safe for both of us? Yes, completely. I love that you touch on these other qualities of the moon too. Like, the moon is also symbolic of our past, our childhood, mm -hmm. our memories, how we were raised. You know, you mentioned mm -hmm. that specifically our relationship to our mother or mother figure. And so when we look at our moon sign, we can think about like, okay, this is all very conceptual, right? We're thinking about our feelings in this way that's related to like a heavenly body. Um, right. We can also think about it very practically, like how was I nurtured or not nurtured? How was I taught about boundaries, values, um, how to relate to my feelings? Was I told to stop and be quiet mm -hmm. and go sit down? Was I encouraged to express myself? Um, this like real, you know, practical lived experience stuff is also captured by the moon in astrology. So we want to weigh all of these things. What were we given and what is inherently who we are? And how do we like put that stuff together so that we are relating to our feelings and then acting from a place that is like really authentic and that can always change. So yeah, it is murky. It is. Yeah. It is um, it's inconsistent, but like in a good way, we know that with the moon, it's always going to come back around. So. And we're always changing. We're always evolving. We're always different people. So going back. So, yeah. We're supposed to be. Yeah. Like we're, we're in a, in a Buddhist sense that we're always dying and being reborn like the person I was yesterday has passed away and now I'm this person it doesn't yeah. mean that I'm wildly different than this other person right. but it's just not the same and maybe through these shifts and from outside experience lived experiences my values have changed or I'm able to give in different ways um, I always think of the the crapshoot of my moon is that I can be very hermetic and that could be in something like a pandemic could be not a good thing. You know, <laughs> We're already stuck inside and I'm going to go more inside, you know, um, but it's constantly changing. We weren't expecting to live through a pandemic. So uh, for a lot of us, our values have changed. What we thought was important is no longer important or not as important. What we thought we were striving for is no longer what we're striving for. Maybe we were stuck in this like hamster wheel of a life. And now, you know, somebody hit the brakes and now the whole world is different. So we have to relate to it. differently. Yeah. So that's why I'm super excited that very soon next week, we're doing art of the home practice together. Yes. It's going to be and, so 
Yes. And we're basing it all on the moon sign. Um, So this is all theoretical, what we're talking about. But we're going to put these ideas on paper and we're going to journal about them and we're going to figure out how we relate to our moon sign. Um, so speak on that a little bit. So you're teaching the, sure. the moon sign portion of the of the workshop and I'd love to hear from you how um, what they can expect. Yeah. So the moon and the moon sign that you were born under is just it's a great sort of focal point or jumping off point for um creating like a home practice or taking on new tools or new rituals because it just gives you a little bit of um, like symbolism or a particular, like I said, focal point or energy to Mm -hmm. focus on. So each zodiac sign is associated with an element, right? Fire, earth, air, water. And each of those elements gives us um, a different part of ourselves to consider. So we're going to look at our each individual moon signs, what elements they are associated with, and then how those elements can help us um, craft a bigger practice or routine that um, is like particularly satisfying and realistic for mm-hmm. our lives and what we need. Right. And I wanted to do this so badly. I've taught this workshop before um, without the moon piece. Mm-hmm. And then since we've been interacting, I was like, no, the moon is it. Because when I started studying and journaling about my moon sign, it's what changed my entire life of practice, my whole, how I relate to my practice at home. Um, for instance, as a Virgo moon, I like for things to be very Spartan. I like to know that I'm going to wake up, say, 6 a.m. and I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes. I'm going to do the same practice every day for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, and that it doesn't fluctuate. That makes me feel safe and in my body and helps me come out into the world as a fully embodied human being. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is going to be huge for people. And I don't think that any, many people really think about their home practice in terms of their moon sign. And it's mm-hmm. also huge because we're kind of coming out of our like shell a little bit, hopefully with the pandemic kind of easing back, we're starting to think like, okay, how do I re-engage with the world? We can't re-engage with the world if we don't know how we engage with ourselves and our own life of practice. Yeah, and it's it's perfect timing because um, next weekend we have the spring equinox. Um, so we're bursting into spring. We have the first day of Aries season, which is the start of the new zodiac. So it's like very much like the zodiac new year. Time yeah. to like set some new intentions or resolutions, whatever you like, and a, a new routine that we can like really take off you know, for the rest of the year. And I think the moon sign is the perfect um, jumping off point because there's just so many options out there and so many people telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing with our time. It's like physical, emotional, spiritual practices, all these different tools, tarot, astrology, crystals, what have you. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is really hard or or like you should be doing five things a day or you should be doing (laughs) one thing a week. It's like, what do I do? And I think like just being able to shut out all of that noise Mm -hmm. and say like, what's good for me? What are some of the options and what is interesting? What sounds fun? What can I realistically commit to and how often? And just having some guidance around that, I think makes it so much more likely to be effective. Yes. And how empowering for it to come from ourselves, from our inner landscape. Totally. to be this thing that we create um, 
for ourselves, for the betterment of ourselves and each other. I'm just really excited. So you're going to do, the, we're going to go through the moon signs. We're going to journal about that. And then I'll take everyone through the nuts and bolts of how you craft a home practice. Um, any, everything from like setting your schedule and your intentions, um, creating a sacred space, which I'm huge on. Um, and then a few other things that will keep a little secret. And then at the end, we're going to have some resources. So if it's whether your practice is a meditation practice that you want to start or continue or edit in some way, or it's an astrology practice, we'll have the tools and resources to be able to craft that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually, I was just saying yesterday, I'm also in need of this workshop <laughs> because, you know, life has changed so much. My my practice pre-pandemic was one thing. My practice at the beginning of the pandemic was another. In the middle, it changed again. And now that we seem to be seeing the light a little bit at the end of the tunnel, I feel like I need a whole different set of tools and a whole different setup. Yes, I am so ready for a shift in my routine too, my like home practice. And I'm so used to just coming up with new things myself. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to think through this like with a group of people yes. who have different perspectives and ideas. I think it's so much more um, nourishing that way. It'll yeah. be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. So for anyone listening or watching, if you'd like to take part in Art of the Home Practice, please go to our website, wearewildwonder.com forward slash events. We can't wait to see you. Um, and this was great. Is there anything else people should know about their moon sign before we go? I think we covered quite a lot. Um, yeah, we'll teach you in the class how to figure out what your moon sign is. Um, but if you want to Google, you know, like, what's my moon sign? There are just calculators that will just, you just put in your birthday and it will, you know, look back over time and tell you exactly what sign the moon was in when you were born. If you're familiar with your birth chart, you can pull it up and look that way. But we'll walk you through it all in the um, workshop, too. Yeah, the workshop might be better, too, because sometimes it could be a rabbit hole of information with <laughs> Googling your moon sign. For sure. <laughs> um, so if you want to do it in a safe space where we could all do it together, we'll okay. be doing that. <laughs> well. I want to thank you so much for being here. I loved this conversation and I can't wait to do it again next week. Thank you for having me, Kristen. It's always fun to be here. I'll see of you course. all in the workshop next week. Yes. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. So that was the Wild Wonder podcast, all about the moon signs with Amber Astronauta. And I don't know about you, but I feel seen, I feel heard, I feel ready to dive even deeper into my moon sign. So if this conversation has interested you, it's, it sparked something inside of you, please don't hesitate to go to our website, wearewildwonder.com forward slash events, and join us next week for Art of the Home Practice. It's an hour and a half class with both of us, both me and Amber Astronauta, and you'll get the full workbook and possibly a replay. Um, you also get all the resources that we have at our disposal for you. So I can't wait to see you there. And otherwise, please tune in to the Wild Wonder Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. See you soon. Thanks. Bye.